Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio, the only radio game show dedicated to women. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. Join the fun and play along on tonight's lightning bolt round of our popular self-care game, Diabetes Numerology. Plus, you're not going to want to miss this great lineup of special guests and inspirations I have coming up in the next 25 minutes to help you stay healthy and upbeat about your care. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd just like to be part of the fun, call in on these diva digits, 347-215-8551, or visit our website, divabetic.org. The phone lines are open And I've got three of the smartest and sexiest diabetes educators from around the country on the phone with me tonight. I'd like to refer to them as the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. So here, yes, ooh la la. Thank you, ladies. Here we go. Let's meet Jessica Isler from Norfolk, Virginia. Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida, and Deborah Norman from Los Angeles, California. Hey, hey, hi, Max. Hi, Max. Deborah, are you there? Of course I am. Deborah, we were in the Paramount Studios in Los Angeles a couple of years ago presenting our makeover program, and you were part of the one of the participants. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for asking me, Max. Were you watching the Oscars uh, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Did you? Did, what was your favorite movie? Um, I'm gonna have to say The King's Speech. Oh, well, I might stutter like the king tonight, so we'll just have to see how much I impersonate Colin Firth. But tonight I've got a whole old Hollywood glamour going on with my numerology. That's why I wanted to bring that up with you. Well, you're as sexy as Colin. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, la, la. All right, angels. Tonight our hot topics came from my new cyber pal, Lily, who's a member of All About Women. That's a nonprofit organization created to remove barriers that prevent women from taking care of themselves. Since 2003, All About Women has offered one-day, one-place free outreach events in Tennessee. To learn more, go to allaboutwomen.org. But now, angels, I've got your questions from Lily, starting with our newest angel, Deborah. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, Lily's sister has gestational diabetes, so Lily would like to know if her sister will have diabetes after the baby is born, and will the baby be diabetic? So gestational diabetes happens in the 24th week of pregnancy. We usually test for it in the 24th week of pregnancy. And so you don't have any diabetes before that until the placenta begins to grow and the placenta begins to secrete hormones that make your body insulin resistant. So the answer for your sister is, yes, you're at risk for diabetes. If the placenta once the placenta is taken away, you won't have a insulin, a diabetes problem. But once, if you get, if you gain weight, have a sedentary lifestyle, you are at risk for having type two diabetes later in your life. The baby, on the other hand, 
is not really at risk, but what we've learned is that intrauterine environment is very, very important. And if you don't control your gestation, if your sister doesn't control her gestational diabetes, that baby's pancreas may be stressed out and the baby may be at more risk for developing type 2 diabetes later in life. All right, so the answer is that the, both the woman who has gestational and the baby may not have diabetes uh, later on in life, but they could develop it based on the lifestyle factors you put into play a few moments ago, correct? Correct. Okay, exactly. thank you for answering that. Judy, uh, Lily told me that her best friend will eat a piece of cake and then say to her that she just needs to give herself more insulin. And Lily's wondering, is that safe? And how does Lily handle this, someone shooting up at the table? Well, shooting up at the table, I'm not sure if she'll be doing that. But if she is, I think she could just do it, just decide how much carbohydrate she's taking and then how many units of insulin she would need to match that. But the point is, is that, number one, Lily might think about, do I want to be the food police? And the other thing is when you take extra insulin, you have to think about what kind you're taking, how many extra carbohydrates you ate, because you could end up stacking your insulin and then later on having a low blood sugar. So that might not be always the best thing to do. But in reality, complete abstinence from cake or sweets is unrealistic. So um, I would say that maybe try to have just a little bit, maybe have a little sugar instead of a different carbohydrate. And when you keep adding more insulin and more carbs, one thing that we're all scared about is weight gain. So that's going to increase weight gain. So I would say she's got to kind of go with her friend and give her a little support, but also maybe tell her about some of these other options instead, like maybe have um, something that's part sugar and part artificial sweetener or enjoy a little sugar instead of a different carb or um, eat sugar with the meal instead of alone, and I think she'd be okay. Great. I think that's great advice, and I'd like to remind our listeners that I feel uh, from what she asked that Lily's best friend is a lot like my older brother and that she probably has type 1 diabetes. And, uh, Judy, we, we're assuming that perhaps the, the friend doesn't have type 2 diabetes because of the insulin. Is that correct? Well, um, uh because she's giving her more insulin. Well, if she's going to give herself more insulin and she's a type 1, she probably could easily know how many units of insulin. And if she had something like an insulin pump, mm -hmm. she could easily just give herself a couple units to cover that without a problem. So when people have type 1, they don't make insulin, so they have to have enough insulin to cover the food that they're eating. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Now, Jessica, yes, interesting discussions between grandmothers and grandchildren. When they're discussing diabetes, uh, Lily's grandmother often refers to it as sugar diabetes and says that you could get it if you eat too much dessert. But recently, Lily's been reading that it's a matter of eating too many starches. Which one of these ladies is correct? Oh, you know, it's such an interesting um, question that Lily has, and the truth of the matter is it's actually both and neither. <laughs> Am I confusing? A little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. The, you know, the risk factors for developing type 2 diabetes, and that's, that's you know, what we'll assume here that uh, Lily's grandmother is, is talking about. Um, the risk for developing type 2 diabetes are a number of things, being older than 45, not exercising regularly, having had diabetes in pregnancy or a large baby in the past, as, you know, Deborah was talking about earlier, if um, 
diabetes runs in your family or if you're part of a certain racial or ethnic group, if you have, uh, you know, problems with your cholesterol, and being overweight, okay? So notice there's no mention of eating, you know, a specific type of food there. The thing is, though, is if you eat too much food in general, whether it's sugar, starch, protein, or fat, basically taking in more calories than you burn up each day, that is what can contribute to you having an unhealthy weight, which then could increase your risk of getting type 2, um, you know, especially if you have some of the other factors that I mentioned. So to that end, it's a good idea for us all to exercise portion control and moderation when it comes to all foods. You know, and especially those that aren't necessarily healthy for us, like sugary snacks or beverages and large portions of starches, but eating those specific foods aren't necessarily giving you diabetes. You know, you just want to be sure to eat a variety of healthy foods and get activity every day and keep it all in check to maintain a healthy body weight so that that risk factor doesn't impact impact you. Um, does that make sense? It sounds great, and I just want to remind our listeners, if you're confused like Lily or maybe Lily's grandmother, on Tuesday, March 22nd, is Diabetes Alert Day. That's a nationwide day where there's a lot of free screenings going on, and sometimes that's the best way to break down some of the confusion is to go have yourself screened and get that in check and then ask some important questions to your healthcare provider like Lily did tonight. Now, all this talk of dessert, cakes, everything is making me hungry. It's time for Dining Out with a Dietitian. That's right, everybody. Most people think registered dietitians, that's the king's speech creeping in right there, (laughs) wants us only to eat tofu and give up all our favorite comfort foods. So Jessica has agreed to go out to dinner with me tonight to help you, my listeners, to be better eaters, not perfect eaters, when it comes to dining out. And you know what, tonight, Jessica? Yes, Max. I'm hungry for breakfast, so we're going to go to where no diabetes radio show has gone before. We're going out to dinner at IHOP. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, you know, I love, I love breakfast for dinner. I think it's a grand idea, definitely. And I'm, I'm ready to tackle IHOP with you. I really am. Well, I, I have been craving pancakes since I was a small child, and my father used to make them on the weekend. So I Aww. am going to go right to this menu, and I'm looking at the strawberry banana pancakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, hey, here's the thing. Um, we're going to IHOP, so I get it that, you know, you're having a cra- craving for pancakes, and that's all right once in a while. But the thing about pancakes these days, they're not like your dad used to make. You know, when we used to have pancakes as a kid, they were the small silver dollar kind, and they didn't have tons of additions, and they weren't huge. Um, and, by the way, we probably all exercised a little bit more, or I know most of us did. We got out and ran around afterwards after breakfast. So you just have to be cautious now with the type of pancakes that you're going to go for. So if you want to go with those pancakes, the first one, first thing I want you to do is I want you to stick with the good old-fashioned pancakes. You know, if, you, if you're at IHOP, they have kind of their original buttermilks. Go with that maybe instead of some of the, you know, kind of other flavored varieties like your strawberry banana. They even have a New York cheesecake one um, that's like over 1,100 calories. So, you, you know, if you go with the original buttermilks, you're going to save lots of calories. And then if you can take it kind of, to the next level, um, go ahead and go with the short stack. So that'll be three pancakes instead of five. And if you do that, you're going to save 
like 280 calories and 46 grams of carbohydrate, which is basically like a meal in and of itself. So that will right, definitely give you. All right, you're kind of like whittling me down to nothing. So I, I want to put some <laughs> syrup on this or something. I mean, That's if, fine. That's if fine. If I'm going to go with syrup, though, I know there's sugar-free on the table. There's also the regular and then there's flavored syrups. Does it matter which one I have? Well, you know, I'm usually not one to go with sugar-free um, all the time. You know, there are certain foods um, that are sugar-free items that sometimes will have fat added in, will sometimes have, um, you know, sugar alcohols added in and have sort of healthy nutrients taken out. So I'm not one to say, you know, blindly say, always go for the sugar-free. But in the case of syrup, um, it's actually not a bad idea. Most are made with, you know, Splenda or other non-nutritive sweeteners, um, and they can really save you a lot. If you have, you know, a serving of uh, regular syrup or or the, you know, flavored blueberry or anything, they're all going to be about, you know, 100 calories for just over a tablespoon and 25 to 30 grams of carbohydrate. But if you go with the sugar-free, you're only looking at 15 calories and 6 grams of carbs. So you can definitely save, you know, we're already having a carb-heavy meal, um, so you can save by using the sugar-free. And then, you know, my last tip always would be to find the balance. You know, I'm always one to make sure I don't have rules. I'm, you know me, I'm the anti-diet dietitian, but I always want people to get a balance of nutrients at their meals. So with those pancakes, add in maybe, you know, a side of a scrambled egg or um, some fresh fruit, glass of milk, something like that to get some extra protein in. Great. Well, thank you for going to IHOP with me tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> now I'm I'm getting ready to pass the bow and burn off some of these carbs. So let's meet tonight's <laughs> numerology contestant, a real life diva, Nakia from Washington D.C. Hi, Nakia. Hello, Nakia. Hi, how are you, Max? I'm good. I was like, she's not a shy lady. Here she is. Hi, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing well. Now, we've had the great fortune. Jessica and I have, have met you before. Judy and, and Deborah have not. Tell the listeners how we met, and then tell us a little bit about your story of living with diabetes. Oh, my gosh. I met the love of my life, Max, um, when <laughs> I happened to come across a flyer for diabetic. Um I was uh, going through a denial process, and I happened to come across this flyer, and I said, hey, what the heck, this bright, colorful, caught my attention. So I went to check it out, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. That show changed my life forever. You went to our diabetes, uh, Make Over Your Diabetes program back in, uh, a couple of years ago. And now um, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your diagnosis to Diva story. You're living with what type of diabetes? Type 2. And when were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed in October of 2006. And you just said you went through some uh, a little while of denial, a couple of years, but then after attending our program, tell us how things have changed for you. Oh, it was awesome. Okay. Um, for me, my onset of diabetes came from polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, I was already in denial with that because I was told, you know, I couldn't have children. I'm going through this whole crazy reproductive nonsense. And then here comes them telling me I have diabetes. So I went through the denial. But then finally I was just like, okay, I have to do something about this because I know what it can lead to because I've seen my grandmother go through the process and I saw her go through dialysis and just, you know, I have failing health and just really struggle, and I knew that that was something I didn't want to do. So I made the conscious decision that I was going to stand up and do something about it and take care of myself. 
And that's well, I think when we I came. Give, I think we should give you a standing applause for that. Me right too. Woo. <laughs> We're waiting for that sound effect. But go on and tell us what's going on. There you go. Well, again, I once I made it, everything came in line perfectly because once I made that decision, that was also the time that I came to your Makeover Your Diabetes uh, program, and it was just wonderful. And and today you have a. And today I have a beautiful, beautiful son. He is the second love of my Well, no, actually, he kind of beat you, Max, but he is the love of my life. <laughs> um, his name is Andrew, and he will be five months old next week. So that is the best thing ever. All right, congratulations. Aww. And thank you, Nakia, for joining us. Now, are you ready to play Diabetes Numerology? I am ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? My fingers are back out here. Thank you, ladies, for coming back from that coffee break. Next time, half the time. Okay, here we are. <laughs> We're gonna tell you how. I'm gonna tell you how diabetes numerology works. Nikki, I'm gonna read you a random blood sugar value along with a related situation. Then I'm gonna ask you to tell me how you would deal with this situation. Next, the angels will discuss your solution and share some tips for other people listening who are living with diabetes. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, to please keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone, so check with your doctor to find out what specific game plan should be should work for you. For free downloads of our game books, please visit divabetic.org. Nakia, did you see this year's Oscars? I did. I didn't see all of it, but I did see some of it. All right, because your game puzzle is the first in our series of diabetes numerology games inspired by famous movies. That's right. Tonight's game is loosely based on the romantic comedy, comedy there's the, the King's Speech, no, the romantic comedy Moonstruck from 1987, starring Cher as Loretta Castorini, a 37-year-old accountant who falls madly in love with her brothers, with her boyfriend's younger brother, Ronnie Caminari, played by Nicolas Cage. All right, so <laughs> Nakia, with all that information intact, your random blood sugar value is 49, and your game scenario is you're sitting down to a spaghetti dinner with Ronnie and his wooden hand at an Italian restaurant after attending your first opera where you unfortunately ran into your father, Cosmo Castorini, who you found out is having an affair with some redheaded floozy. How would you handle this situation? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm at dinner having spaghetti. Um, okay, well, for me, um, being that spaghetti is my all-time favorite, um, I definitely want to first uh, manage my portion. That's the, that's the first thing. I have to manage my portion. And although I'm totally freaking out about my dad and I want to indulge in food until I feel better, I know that I can't. So I'm going to watch my portion. I'm going to just have one helping instead of a second one. Uh, after I eat, I'm going to definitely check my blood sugar again to make sure that I have boosted my blood sugar. And I'm going to have a large cup of water and a small cup of sweet tea. Of sweet tea? Yes. All <laughs> right. Angels, small cup how of sweet tea with a large glass of water. Okay. And now, Angels, <laughs> how did she do, Deborah? Well, I'm wondering if you were feeling strange with a blood sugar of 49. Did you feel any of the symptoms of low blood sugar? Did you feel shaky or hot or sweaty or uncomfortable? Or were you just feeling okay and digging into your meal? I was I was feeling a little shaky, but I didn't know if that was uh, me dealing with my low blood sugar or the fact that I ran into my dad. <laughs> Again, 
So when you began to eat your meal of spaghetti, you you paid attention to portions. That's fantastic. One of the challenges is when you have a low blood sugar is you really get nervous and excited and want to overeat that blood sugar. So the challenge, again, you did an excellent job. You decided not to, to watch your portions and to maintain your portions within the correct size. Good job, Nikita. Judy, is the best way to treat a low blood sugar with spaghetti? Ah. Well, um, to be honest, I think I would probably want to treat the low blood sugar with the sweet tea maybe and then come back for the spaghetti, you know, like because she wants the sweet tea because I think you got to treat that low first and bring yourself up to a little bit of a normal range. And um, I don't know if you had your – you must have your meter with you. So I think I would probably say you want the sweet tea, maybe have a half a cup of sweet tea and wait a few minutes and as you're ordering stuff, you know, because you're going to be sitting down to dinner, um, see if your blood sugar comes up and then be ready to have that portion of spaghetti. Yeah. Good, good advice. And, Jessica, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I like I like that advice from Judy. And um, I think, you know, we always like to reiterate that rule of 15. So, you know, the thing I, that I want to, you know, commend Nakia on is she's got her meter with her. And I think, you know, when you're going out, you're dressed up, you're going out to the opera, um, you're on a date, you've run into your your father, all these crazy things that Max is telling us, you know, that is an opportunity for you to kind of not think of the things that you should be doing to manage your diabetes. And, you know, a lot of women, I think, you know, getting dressed up and going on a night, you know, night out on the town might kind of put some of their diabetes care supplies aside. If you have a small clutch, they might say, oh, I don't have room for my meter. I don't have room for my glucose tabs. But, you know, I don't think that we should compromise care for fashion and style. You wouldn't go to, you know, the opera without your phone or your lipstick, so you shouldn't go without your meter and tabs. So, um, you know, I commend Nakia for having her meter with her. I might have said also throw in some of those glucose tabs so that she had those ready and, and available so she didn't have to rely on the sweet tea, but certainly that um, will do in a pinch as well. And then, you know, be cautious not to just dive right into the meal first because if you order something like fettuccine alfredo, the fat in there may not let the glucose or the carbohydrates raise your blood sugar as quickly as we would like it to um, being that you're 49. So like, you know, Judy and Deborah were saying, treat that 49 first, follow up 15 minutes later, check it again and make sure you're okay, then enjoy your meal. Great. And well, exercise thanks. all those great One habits. more thing, Max. I would take an opportunity when you get home to figure out why your blood glucose went to 49. There you okay. Go. And great. Can I just say, is anyone looking at Nicolas Cage wondering how is a man with one hand going to eat spaghetti? Because... I can barely eat it with two, and he has a wooden hand. But anyhow, Nakia and my listeners, you can rent that movie on Netflix, or you could watch our first-ever numerology game video on divabetic.org. Now, Nakia, for playing Diabetes Numerology tonight and helping us raise awareness in a fun new way, you're going to get a new Naturals and Cabot Cheese gift baskets, as well as many more gifts, all packaged beautifully in a Divabetic tote bag. Please tell me, Nakia, what radio game show makes you feel like a diva? Oh, my gosh, only the next Diva Live Talk Show. (laughs) Thanks for being part of the show. You know, here we go. Hello, Diva Talk Radio, you're on the air. Hello? My switchboard is lighting up. It looks like a call from Los Angeles. Could it be my good friend, celebrity makeup artist, Jeff Jones? Hello? Hi. How you doing? Hi, Divas. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Hi, Hi Jeff. 
Hi, you've, actually, you've actually met Nakia and did her makeup, and I know uh, Oscar week you were busy running around L.A. doing lots of stars' makeup, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you, it was fun and exciting, and, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody wants to look their most beautiful for Oscar Day, so. Did you have one diva who stood out in your on well, the red carpet to you? Well, my pick was Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer. And she wore this beautiful uh, tangerine dress, and um, she wore her hair in kind of a retro updo. She looked like a '40s, you know, glam glam star, you know. And um, I had she, an issue um, with the rat tail hanging down the back of her, but I thought from the front she looked pretty good. So I'm not well, gonna... you know, that that's yeah, pretty much that's <laughs> that was what you got from the back. In the front, she looked like a perfect, you know. But she diva. was all that from the front. So our makeover in a minute tip tonight. You're going to help steal the Jennifer Hudson look for all our divas. How do we do that? And I only have a minute. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I think part of what looked so beautiful on her was she had this beautiful golden complexion. She didn't have a lot of liner under her eyes, just a little bit more on top. Okay. And her lips were like a beautiful shade. Um, I have a Bobbi Brown lip gloss called Melon. And that, plus, I think if you want your lipstick to last, take a pencil like a shade deeper and fill in your entire, line your lips and fill in your entire lips, and then put on the gloss, and you'll have a much longer-lasting, you know, lipstick. Well, that's good oh, I to think tell. That would be a trick. That's, so. that, that's definitely good advice to tell your host when you, if you want to say, "I'm telling you, I'm not going," and stay a little bit longer. So that's how you hold on the lipstick a little bit longer, is you kind of outline your lips. Yeah, she, she's, yeah. And um, another little trick you could do is after you put on your lip pencil, take a little translucent powder and kind of pat over your lips, and that'll add a little extra endurance, so that you don't fade on the carpet. You know. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, Jeff Jones, and you'll get his tips in our next uh, email newsletter at divabag.org. Goodbye, divas. (laughs) Now it's time to meet another special diva. It's Mama Rosemarie. And it's time for How to Mother Your Diabetes segment with my own very my very own mother, Mama Rosemarie, a devoted Van Johnson fan. Hello, Mom. Hello. How are you? Good. Have you been catching up on your Van Johnson film fest? Yes, I have. And I noticed that Van Johnson, the Brad Pitt of the 50s, <laughs> it was it never uh, nominated for an Oscar, but he was nominated for an Emmy. It's pretty close. Well, if you're right. on the Van Johnson bandwagon with Mama Rosemary, <laughs> please feel to email me at mrdivabetic at gmail.com and let me know if you'd like us to create a numerology game scenario around him. So, Mom, what's your, what's your tip this month? Well, this month I'd like to remind our divas how lucky they are that insulin therapy is available today, especially when you consider it that it wasn't too long ago that people living with diabetes didn't have this option. Personally, I feel very fortunate as a daughter and as a mother for insulin. It helped my own mother live to celebrate her 50th wedding anniversary. And now my son continues to live with a healthy healthy and strong life because of insulin. 
I know for many of us, insulin therapy can be very scary and overwhelming at times. That's why I'd like everyone to see insulin through my eyes, realizing just how fortunate your loved ones feel, as I do, to be sharing each new day with you. And one of uh, Van Johnson's quotes is, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. So that's how I feel, like the luckiest mother in the world today. And a happy St. Patrick's Day to all our divas. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Look, I'm looking at the mailbag. Looks like I've got time. You've got mail. There it is. <laughs> and to do that for me is Stan the Announcer Man. Hello, Stan? I'm here. All right. You've got some announcements you'd like to make? That's right. Uh, women make history every day, and women living with diabetes are no exception. Here's my Women's History Month salute, starting with tennis champion Billie Jean King and her good friend Mother Love. Both women are living with type 2 diabetes. Then there's the Honorable United States Supreme Court Judge Sonia Sotomayor, who's living with type 1 diabetes. And my number one salute goes to how about Pervade Magazine senior editor Fran Carpentier, living with type 1 diabetes. Fran was our guest on last month's show and filled us with inspiration that you can read about on the Diva blog. Back to you, Mr. Diva Beck. All right. Thank you, Stan, the announcer, man. As I wrap up tonight's show, I want to remind everyone that my Lady Luck Diva inspiration this month came straight from Las Vegas. It's the legendary Cher. She has been performing for decades, but recently she released You Haven't Seen the Last of Me Yet, one of her newest songs from the movie Burlesque. If you're feeling down or just burned out, please listen to this song. I, I'd wear it. I'd listen to it while I was wearing a thong, and I'm sure you'll get a, <laughs> your spirits will get a lift. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for joining me on this edition of Diva Talk Radio. Tune in next month for another interesting round of numerology. Plus, don't miss my spotlight program. Thanks to my special guest tonight and everyone for joining the conversation in our chat room. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. Feel free to visit our blog or join Facebook or follow me on Twitter. Plus, if you missed any of the past Diva Talk radio shows, you could tune in to divabetic.org or download them all for free on iTunes. Now remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Oh, no.